The heroes of faith. These are men and women who by faith, through faith and not without faith lived on earth. Like us, they were sojourners, and so by faith yielding to God they heard, believed, forsook, obeyed, walked, lived, moved, esteemed, kept, blessed, and were translated. They were not afraid, through faith they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, quenched the violence of fire. Not without faith did they worship, receive strength, esteem, make choices, offer sacrifices. They were resolute pilgrims, not mindful of where they came out. They desired a better country, one which is heavenly. They held fast to the profession of their faith not wavering. In the face of all challenges and life's vicissitudes, their eyes were set as a flint, not knowing what, where, when or how, but knowing who is promised. They declare plainly that they seek a better country. They walked by faith, conquered through faith and died in faith. Shall we pray together? Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come to your presence and to look into the law of liberty. We ask that your Holy Spirit will speak unto us even this day in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we come to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In today's episode, we will consider the substance of faith. How many times has someone said to you, have faith? Or perhaps they say, you need to have faith. And you really don't know what to make out of what they said. Other than believe that what you're looking for will come in time. As a result, many of us hope as opposed to our faith. While I will leave the relationship and dynamics of faith and hope, to the next episode, it is at least important to make clear that faith is not hope, rather the substance of things hoped for. Now when you say the word substance, it means something real, not imaginary, something solid, not empty. So what I've come to tell you today is that faith has substance. It is not some empty belief, it is not imaginary. As many people see it, it is tangible, it is actionable. Yes, I mean actionable. It is not holding on to nothing. It is holding on to someone. It is holding on to something, something said, something written, something prophesied or impressed upon the heart by God. I have said God and God is the emphasis of faith. I want to say today that the credibility of God gives substance to faith. Now, it is sad to say that vain and empty faith are pretty common today in the Christendom. Many people who do not have relationship with God are being pumped up in vain. Many people who do not have authority to say, Thus is the Lord, go about saying a number of things to no avail just to raise the hopes of people without real substance. And over the years, many people have come to get faith wrong. And when men do not know God, no matter how much they are pumped or their hopes raised, it is to no avail. As we have examined in previous episode, this faith we are talking about is the work of the earth and not the head. Until we have this assurance deep in our soul, we have the confidence in our soul, we cannot execute faith. You realize from all I have shared that the basis of our faith is God. 
and the capability of God. And if we know anything about God, we know that there is no limit to his ability. The Bible says he is the God of all flesh. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything to add for me? What that means is that you can be rest assured that what you desire according to his will, he is able to do. Now, I believe Jonathan, the son of King Saul, said it right in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. He said, For there is no restraint to God to save by many or by few. If you understand that the one who you have faith in has no restraint, those that have come to know God were able to ask the unimaginable from him. Of course, according to his will, and it was done for them. Think about Joshua asking the son to stand still, what no man has ever asked for, and he received it. That was faith, of course, according to his will. Or think about Elijah bringing fire from heaven and praying that it might not rain for three and a half years, and then praying that rain will come. A little wonder, the Bible tells us in the book of James that Elijah was a man subject to a like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. You think about the three Hebrew who confronted Nebuchadnezzar fearlessly in the face of death and in the face of the fire. It was because they knew their God. And God showed up for them. That's his faith. About Daniel who maintained righteousness in the face of death, of the devouring lions. I tell you, it was simply because they knew their God. Little one that he said, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So what I've come to emphasize is that knowing God is central to faith for anything. And the knowledge of God is actually what makes the substance of faith. The knowledge of the power behind whom you are seeking from. Now it is impossible for God to lie. If you know anything about God, it is impossible for him to lie. Whatsoever he said, he would bring to pass. In the book of Titus chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible says, In the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. In Numbers chapter 23 verse 19, the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. At he said, and shall he not do it? Or at he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Some of the problems that many of us face in exercising faith is because we do not want to hear from God or we do not wait enough to listen to God. What is God saying about our situation? And so, knowing fully well that whatever God says, He would surely do. From the same Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, you will realize that God does not repent as well. His counsel is immutable, that is, unchangeable. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 to 18 tells us that we are in God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Oh, that consolation is the confidence 
who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Can you see that stated there? Hope set before us. The consolation, the foundation, the substantiation of our hope that is set before us. God is immutable, unchangeable, and whatsoever he says and who he is, he would maintain. If we come to know that, that God has done all these great things, we know and we have the confidence to come boldly onto the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy to help us in every moment and time of need. God does not change. The Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, I am God, I change not. So faith and genuine faith, therefore, anchors on God and his word. I hope it is becoming clear that the substance that I speak of is possessed when you know the capacity of the one who has promised or from whom you want to receive. The Bible says, But the people that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Daniel 11.32 This exploit described here is the exploit of faith that comes from knowing God. Genuine faith anchors on the ability of God, hence the language of faith in a believer is seen in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 and it says, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. Why? For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. You see able there? I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What does that mean? Paul the Apostle was telling Timothy here that he knows God. He believes God. That every action that he has taken for God, God has kept them. That is faith that keeps us going in our pilgrim race. So here you see the knowledge and the belief and the persuasion that follows our eternal blessedness. Apostle Paul while journeying to Rome met with a terrible wind called Herocledon that puts his life and the life of other sailors in jeopardy. You see this in the book of Acts chapter 27 verse 23 to 25. The Bible there says, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that say with it. That was the angel of the Lord telling him. The Bible says in verse 25, he was telling them, he says, Wherefore, says, be of good share, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. If you pay attention to what Paul just said in chapter 27 of the book of Acts, his faith was not based on nothing. It was based on belief in the one who backs up the words that was said unto him in his dream. And notice relationship. It says, whom I serve and whose I am. Again, there must be a relationship with God. You know, when we examine further examples of faith in the scripture, you will see an absolute trust in God that was demonstrated. Take, for example, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 21 to 22, For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. 
noticed the conviction in the heart of this woman before she came. Before she came to the Lord, she had believed. She said within herself, if I may but touch his garments. She was not probabilistic about the possibility of being whole. She was not wavering. She had concluded that in Christ's garment must be healing. And all she needed to do was to touch. That is faith. And Christ affirmed it. You know, we can see many other examples of faith in others like the centurion and the Canaanite woman. Just to mention but a few. People who were not Israelite but demonstrated great faith as mentioned by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can read about the Canaanite woman in Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 to 28. This woman had a strong persuasion in the ability of Christ to heal her daughter who was grievously vexed with the devil. Even when she was seemingly turned away by Christ, she demonstrated great faith by believing the crumbs that come from Christ's table. That is, the very small amount of particle that fall from the master's table will be sufficient for the dog. That was the faith that was based on our knowledge of God's ability. The same is true for the centurion in Luke chapter 7 verse 1 to 10. His dear servant was sick unto death. He reckoned Christ's spoken word of authority to be far greater than that of a centurion. He definitely was persuaded in the person and capabilities of Christ. He thought about what Christ could do, greater than what he himself as a centurion could do. From all these examples and many more, something is obvious. The center of focus was on the person of Christ, that is God, and what is possible through him. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 concludes this by saying, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. These people, just like Abraham, the father of faith, they held on to God and his capacity, and they acted not based on their knowledge of worth, but their knowledge of who. My question for you here is that do you believe God? Do you hear from God? Do you pay attention to God? So, if I simply put it again, true faith anchors not only on what is promised, but who is able to accomplish what is desired or promised. And the substance of faith, that is, the foundation of anything we hope for, is the capability of God and His Word. As we wrap up this session, the question I have for you are, is your faith in your head or heart? On who or what is your faith anchored, God or man? Have you come to know the Lord or else you may be carrying an empty faith? Do you have the assurance and persuasion in your heart when you approach him? How often do you still exercise this substantial faith? Or have you lost the confidence of approaching his presence to receive grace and strength because you have lost faith or you are losing hope? You can make sure that things are right today. And you can be very sure that God is ready to help you. What I would ask you to do is to assess your own situation and examine the status of your faith. Who is your faith based on? Or what is your faith based on? Where is your faith? In the head or in the heart? Your first step may be just to tell God, help my faith and he'll help you in Jesus' name. God bless you.